Welcome to the show. My name is James Nielsen Watt, and in this show, we interview interesting, inspiring, and successful people so you can learn the secrets to success and can play the game of life, business, health, and happiness better. And the philosophy we take here is if I'm leveling up my game, you get to level up yours as well. So get ready to listen to some inspiring people who have figured out how to have success in all areas of life, health, happiness, wealth, business. We're gonna be interviewing them in this show so that you can learn the secrets to success that they share with practical advice that you can take and use today. So if you enjoy the show, please subscribe, please leave us a review, and please share it with your friends because if I can help you and you can help others, then we can help more people together and we can all level up our game together. My guest today is the founder and CEO of Lightspeed BT and a leading authority on web-based training and sales, Brad Lee. Welcome to the show, Brad. Super excited to have you on, my friend. Thanks for having me, man. I'd love it if our audience can learn a bit more about you. So tell us a bit of your backstory and, and what you do these days. Man, I'm the true definition of an entrepreneur. I've got several businesses in my portfolio of companies. I, you know, I just started a couple new ones actually, but, uh, I'm an entrepreneur, man, you know, grew up based in sales, mastered the game, uh, went out and accidentally created an eight figure software company that allows people to develop, uh, interactive training for various reasons, you know, and that kind of put me on the map and then use that to springboard into some other things. But yeah, I'd say, who am I? I'm just an entrepreneur, man. I'm a small town boy that it's done good. I love that. I love that. Did you have a lot of uh, sort of entrepreneurial influence in your life from, you know, mom or dad or family, or is it something that you just, you're a bit of a hustler and realized you were good at it and sort of just fell into it? Well, you know, my dad did actually um, start a couple of businesses when I was a young lad. Um, they ultimately crashed, but, you know, he, he saw some, temporary successes. So that might've instilled some entrepreneurialism in me. I think personally, you know, I've always been entrepreneurial. You know what I mean? Like when I used to go to the store before school and spend $2, which was my lunch money on bubble yum and bubblelicious, and then open it and then sell each piece for, you know, 20, 25 cents, there was five pieces in each pack. So obviously I was you know, pack of pack of bubble gum at the time was 20 cents. So I could get a pack of bubble gum for 20 cents, sell it for a buck and a quarter. And I was doing that. So that went from that to like pulling weeds, mowing lawns, things like that. So I've always been entrepreneurial, dude. Um, it, it would have taken some sales skills, uh, convincing kids to buy one piece for more than a pack. Did you find no, it? Dude, supply and demand, bro. Yeah. Yeah, if you're at school and you, if you're at school and didn't have gum, but you had a quarter, dude, it was pretty easy sale. With entrepreneurship comes adversity and and being able to kind of see things that other people can't. Like I often get, you know, I, I actually saw something recently. I think it was on TikTok or something, and the, and the person said that no one's really proud of you. They're just surprised that you keep going and keep coming up with new stuff. Uh, and I kind of like that. It's it's a bit dark, but it sort of resonated a little bit. How much did you find that your ability to to just keep going uh, has helped you with success? Well, it's, I would say, fully responsible for it. 
I mean, a lot of people give up at the first sign of problems and you'll never make it that way. So in that case, it was hundred percent responsible for all my successes because, you know, I didn't give up. So if that's what you mean, I'd say hundred percent, but dude, you said, you say that a little bit, like, you know, it, it, it's difficult being an entrepreneur. Look, it's difficult. If you think it's difficult, everything's a perspective, dude, you got to get the right perspective in life and you'll have a much easier time with it. Like the perspective someone has determines whether or not they're anxious and freaking depressed and freaking grateful, ungrateful, mad, emotional, you know, whether they think it's a hard road to take or an easy road. I believe it's easy. I don't, I don't believe being an entrepreneur is difficult at all. Anyone can do it. The, the question is, is why aren't they? Now, some people will think they can't do it. Oh, I, I could never. Well, that's why you could never, because you just said you could never. And your perspective is you could never, which makes it true, which is why I'm saying the perspective is the key. So when you're saying that to me and you're saying it to your listeners as if it's true, because it may be true to you, but it's not necessarily true, bro. Now, again, you can say, oh, I've, I've heard millions of stories. Correct. But the perspective is what matters. See what I'm saying? I, I love that you said that because I watched one of your videos uh, and you you talked about that, people complaining about how things are hard. And it's like when having a job uh, for me is is a hell of a lot harder getting having to show up and work for somebody else. Get that's paid, right. That's told right. That's what right. I'm being paid for, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, it's, no, it's, it's, it's definitely a perspective. I think as you, as you put it, it, look, it doesn't matter whether it's relationships, having kids, like everything, uh, the difficulty comes from the perspective that you hold of it. I was watching a, a video uh, and name's going to escape me. Um, I think it was Jim Rome. And he, he talked about that, you know, having a job is, is risky. Uh, investing is risky, not investing is risky. And he, and as he said so eloquently that uh, life is risky because we're not going to get out alive on the other side. Uh, and I think that too many of us let that bullshit get in the way of actually going after what, you know, we'd like to have, like to create. So uh, I would no, agree with that. Yeah. Now tell me, how'd you get into the software game specifically how like course related software and what was it? It was the, 90s, wasn't it? That you got a 9099? That's right. 90-99. Ultimately, I was working at a car dealership. I was the general sales manager. I saw this dude in the back, you know, working hard, hardest working dude back there. Hardest working dude at the dealership, actually. And, you know, I saw his family come in and his kids come in and, and they just weren't, you know, exuberant and happy. And, you know, they were just always quiet and shy and timid. And they were just such nice people. You know what I mean? Church every Sunday, you know, give their shirt off your back, just good people. But he made zero money. I mean, not zero, but minimum wage, which might as well be. So anyway, I, I said, Hey, let me show you how to sell. And so I had a talent of getting people from Burger King drive-throughs and, you know, landscape companies and just anybody and everybody I could turn into a pretty damn good salesperson really quick, you know? So I knew I had the ability to do it because that's what I did all the time for a bunch of people. So I'm like, come on, dude, let me show you how to do this. And so within a couple of months, he was making 10, 15 grand a month and his whole family flourished. His 
the kids came in with more pep in their step. Like he became, you know, just a bigger, better version of himself. Money made a massive impact in that guy's life. And I thought to myself, that's what I want to do. I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go do that full time. And I'm going to have people pay me to train their sales team so they can make more money and I can change lives. So I went out on the road, quit my job, went out on the road and started doing this live manually. And it didn't go very well. I couldn't get the same result and I couldn't figure out why. So I stopped and said, man, what did I used to do? And what am I doing now? Like, what's the difference? Because I used to do it all the time in my sleep and now I can't even replicate it. So I discovered four key ingredients, right? Number one, when I worked at this organization, I had inadvertently delivered four key ingredients, which are crucial if you want to actually train somebody. See, effective training requires four things. If you don't have these four things that I discovered, it doesn't work, which is what was happening to me. So I'm like, I got to figure out how to do this to where I can deliver those four things and, you know, or, or quit because it wasn't working. And the only reason I did it was to, you know, change lives, make impact. So anyway, long story short, those four things, if you want to know what they are, number one, you need the good content in the first place. You need to know the right way to do it in the first place. I mean, there's more than one way to do a bunch of things, but it has to be correct. It has to be the right way to do it. Then secondly, you need repetition. Most companies, most people, they don't go through enough repetition to actually learn the material. Okay. Then you need practice just because you know it book smart doesn't mean you can apply it. So you need practice and then you need accountability. So the four things good content, repetition, practice, and accountability were missing when I went out on the road because I was only there for a day. I didn't, I didn't give them any repetition. I wouldn't practice. I wouldn't sit there and hold them accountable because they didn't work for me. I left. I went on to the next job, right? These guys sat behind with the good content, but no repetition, no practice, and no accountability. So it wasn't working. So I developed a software that would allow me to deliver, track, and measure all of my content with enough repetition and practice and role play and everything uh, so I could get the job done. But at the same time I developed it for myself, I realized that there was a lot of people that trained that were having the same problem I had. So I kept running into people saying, well, we love the system, but we don't know who you are. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm the best. And they're like, yeah, but we use this person. And I'm like, well, if I had that person on the system, would you, would you buy it? And they're like, yeah, if you had that person's content, we would buy this, but we do their content. So we just do their live workshops and all their live stuff, which again, live training, you know, is not necessarily training. A lot of times, James, it's exposure. You're just exposing people to information. So anyway, I corrected my you know, deficiencies. I got it to work for myself. I hit a wall. They started telling me they'd buy it if someone else was in it. So I just pivoted and started selling other sales trainers, my software. And I just took a piece of their revenue and showed them where their customers were. And, you know, these guys want your training and, you know, you charged a monthly fee to deliver track and measure content in a, in a, interactive virtual training technology, which is what I developed for me. But now I'm white labeling it for Grant Cardone and Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar and John Maxwell and Damon John. And, you know, then they started, and by the way, Tom Hopkins and all kinds of people, but they went out and sold it to different companies who were interested in their content. Well, when the company started logging into the software, they're like, you know, this is a unbelievably badass platform. Like, I wish we had sexual harassment in here, but whoever they got it from didn't have sexual harassment. 
So I started noticing that they want more content. So we built a marketplace. So now you can buy Grant Cardone's system and activate sexual harassment, even though Grant doesn't do that. But, you know, there's sexual harassment training. You can put in your own content to make it proprietary, private label it, you know. And next thing you know, it blew up and everybody was using it, still is. So that's how I got into the software game. Yeah, you did it in, in, in the way that successful people do, right? Solving real world problems that actually matter. A lot of people try and invent solutions to things, right? I'm going to make the Uber of this, the Uber of that. It's like, well, is there a, is there a demand that's actually, you know, needs to be uh, uh, satiated? And, and I've got friends that have got ideas in businesses. What would your advice be to someone who's thinking about doing something They've got this this dream. They think there's a problem they want to solve and they're ready to sell their house and move their kids into a van and go and pursue it. What would you be telling them to think about first based on your experience with launching something like that? In my opinion, I mean, what I would do first is I would test the market. I would create some collateral and some compelling offers at some unbelievable pricing. And I would go out to the intended marketplace, which means whoever it is I'm trying to serve, what market I'm trying to serve, and I would offer it. And if nobody bought it, then I would come up with another one. And if people did buy it, well, then I would quickly go build and deliver what I sold them. Because you have to be sure you can build and deliver it should somebody buy it, but don't go build it and deliver it and then find out nobody wants it. Like just go do a little test market to see if everybody wants it. If everybody wants it, you can tell them, hey, this launches in 90 days. You know, it's almost like a Kickstarter campaign. It's like, hey, this is what's coming. If you buy it right now, here's what you'll get. And you'll get this special price just because you're, you know, it's 90 days away, you're holding your spot, you know, buy now. Well, if nobody is interested in your offer, doesn't mean it's, it's the product. Sometimes it could be your offer. What did you say? How did you say it? There, there can be all kinds of reasons it didn't sell, but that's the test market. You just test test the market. Nine times out of 10, you're going to get some sales. You're going to get some feedback. You're going to get some people excited. And then it catches on and you're like, holy moly, I didn't know it'd sell this quickly. Well, dude, turn around and get that shit done, son. You got a business on your hands. Now, what do you mean? What to do now? Well, again, I don't know. Did you create an LLC here in the USA? You need an LLC. You better go get all your documents and your you know, sales tax permits and all your crap, you know, which is under a thousand bucks. You generally just do it through LegalZoom. Now, once you got that, okay, well, you're not going to try to raise money, are you? Not at this point. You better get the product so you can deliver it to your first beta customers. And so now once you deliver it to those beta customers, now you're out there instead of selling it at the, at a big discount, it's no longer a test mode. It is now for sale. So you raise your prices and hopefully continue to have the same response. If you don't, you know, the question is, where are you targeting? What are you saying? You know, you do all that, make sure, you know, Hey, the message is compelling. The offer is compelling. The product is superior. The testimonials are on point. And if it's not selling after that, dude, you got a marketing issue. That's all. Then you fix your marketing issue. And once you get your marketing issue down, boom, dude, you blow up. I love it. That's uh essentially exactly what I did when we launched our training programs. 
Uh, I work with health professionals to to help them grow their practices. I'm a, a chiropractor by trade, and I did something exactly the same because you can't spend all day working on the thing that you don't know if anybody actually is willing to give you money for. They can pat you on the back and say it's a nice idea, and they can like your post and comment on stuff, but unless somebody's given you money for it, uh, I feel like it's not real until somebody's actually given you money for the idea. Um, when you when you were getting into the software game and connecting with all these people, I was watching a. a I think it was one of your TikTok videos uh, and you talked about Grant Cardone and how no one really knew him unless you were in the car game. And he came to you and said uh, that he's going to, to turn it into to GC, Uncle G. Can you sort of dive into that, maybe I'll say, uh, experience watching somebody actually go and do the thing that they said they were going to do and using content? Because you've done that yourself as well, right? You've, you've grown massive <laughs> followings so that you've become yeah. aware to people that otherwise would never have seen you before. Yeah. I mean, there's a way to do it. Coincidentally, it is what Grant also did, but, you know, witnessing it, watching it, helping it, um, seeing what worked, didn't work. Um, if anybody emulated what Grant did, 90% of them would get what Grant got. The question is, is do you have the charisma are you a little bit polarizing? Do you have a personality? Like there's certain things that Grant had a foundation on that most people don't have. So it wasn't just go do what Grant does and you'll get what Grant got in that sense. Why? Well, because Grant's Grant, meaning he was already, you know, confident. He was already, you know, polarizing. He already had his opinions and his confidence showed. Well, I know people that tried to do what he did, but they don't have that part. They didn't work on themselves first. They they weren't ready for the spotlight. Now, again, it could go both ways, man. You could get famous for being a douchebag. You could get famous for being a freaking sweetheart. You could get famous for being a, a dick. You could get famous for being funny. You know, you could get famous for saying it like it is. Like, again, most of my following, if you were to ask them, why do you follow that dude? Cause I ask people like, what, what's, what's, what's making you follow me? They're like, dude, I just love how you take complicated shit and uncomplicated. And I love how you just, you're just real. Like you're not trying to sell people anything. You're just telling people what you know, and it helps. It's motivating. It's inspiring. So I think I'm just like, I simplify things. Right. And I make people feel like it's possible because it is now grant back then really didn't have much notoriety outside the car business. So all he did one time is, is said, I'm going to make myself a celebrity. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, watch. And what he meant was, cause I watched him do it. What he meant was he's going to get on YouTube three to five times every single day with these little things called grants rants. So if you go to YouTube and go to his channel and go all the way back to the beginning, it's grants rants. He's all young looking and shit and saying what he thinks, you know, having that attitude, having that opinion. But dude, if you read some of the comments in the early ones, no one was even watching them. But after a while, you know, there's a whole process he went through. But after a while, when he was getting watched, well, now the hate came. People were saying he was a scammer. And if he's so good at sales, how come he has to sell courses? And, you know, you're just a freaking snake oil salesman and you're out there scamming people and you're a Scientologist and like all these negative things he had to deal with. That will stop a lot of people. 
didn't stop him. He didn't give a rat's ass what the negative people were saying because he wasn't looking for the negative. He was looking for the positive. He was looking for the people that did like what he was saying. So if you're looking for something, you'll find it. You know what I'm saying? If, if I'm, if I'm out there on social media, trying to get people to like me and, and follow me and buy my shit, I'm looking for those people. You don't pay attention to the rest of them. Most people cannot do that. They will start reading these comments and they will stop or change how they post things or they will change their message so they can try and appease those people. And then guess what happens? The other side that we're happy with you. Well, now they don't like you. And now you end up freaking talking to an audience you don't even want or like. And quite frankly, they don't really like you. You changed what you were saying. So they'll tolerate you. Well, you're not looking for that. You're looking for fans. So you become you. 100% you and you put it out there. Don't worry about what people say. And that's what Grant did. But uh, the process that he used basically was quantity of content on every channel out there. If there was a channel, Grant had an account and he was doing something with it. You know, Periscope, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook Live, Instagram, YouTube. You couldn't find a platform that Grant wasn't on. And he was all over it all day long. So much so I told him, dude, I'm going to unfollow you, bro. You're going to hurt your brand doing this. Like people are not going to like this constant, you know, excessive badgering to buy your shit. Like you're going to ruin your brand, dude. But I was incorrect. He did not ruin his brand. He exploded it and got a billion people to see who he was. And sure, a bunch of people didn't like it. And I would have been right if... If the other people wouldn't have came, you know what I mean? But guess what? They're both going to come. And he knew that. He knew both types will come. The question is, is to what ratio? Well, believe it or not, more people will probably not like you than like you. Now, for some people like me, more people like me than dislike me. <laughs> so I get lucky, right? I get the other side. Most people like what I'm saying, but there's some people that don't. And then you might be the person that not very many people like what you're saying, but the ones that do love what you're saying. See what I'm saying? And you and if you can get past the, the haters, you just keep going consistency time, boom. And then ultimately boosting it. I mean, Grant was spending about a million dollars a month trying to get you to know who he was a million a month. Most people can't afford to spend a million a month just to be in front of you. Well, he could. So guess what? He spent it. And most people wouldn't do that either. They would be afraid to spend a million dollars per month and not get any return. How many months can you do that for? And then most people wouldn't even try it in the first place. Well, he didn't care. He knew that number one, he would sell. That's why he was always selling. And the question is, is would he sell enough to cover the million dollar in ad spend? Turns out, yes, a lot of times he, you know, might've lost a hundred grand, for example, but guess what? Another hundred thousand people knew who he was. And it takes sometimes two or three, four, five, ten times of watching you before they actually buy anything. So he looked at it as an investment. If it cost him any money, which it rarely did, but if it cost him any money, you know, he considered it advertising and marketing expense, wrote it off. And then normally he would break even or even surpass what he spent. So he'd spend a million, get back a million and a half. Well, if you could spend a million and get back a million and a half every 30 days, how many millions would you put into that? As many as you can. That's what he did. <laughs> and then eventually got to a point where he didn't even have to sell you anything anymore. Now he, now he just wanted to have you send him money to invest. 
you know, he, he's been very successful in, in real estate over the years. He's got a proven track record to, to get, you know, six to 15, 20, 30% return on your money. Well, he realizes all these people have their money in 401ks that ain't paying anything. He's like, dude, send it to me and I'll have you, you be, be my partner in these buildings. Next thing you know, boom, he had all those people that did like him sending millions and millions and millions of dollars to go buy massive A-class property, class A properties, trophy properties. And then he'd get a big old piece because he found it. It was his deal. But everybody got their return, which was better than they were making in the bank. So now everybody's freaking, quote unquote, happy. Right? He's getting richer than a foot up a bull's ass. Like now he's getting freaking ridiculously rich. And why? Well, because ultimately he built a brand. He built a brand is what Grant did. And the, and the billions under asset that he has currently came from that brand, that trust, that loyalty, that respect. It's amazing uh, what you can do when you've got an audience. I've been watching uh, Grant do his thing. And, the, and the, the funniest part for me was when, you know, the economies are crashing, everybody's freaking out and, and they start just yammering away about Grant and his properties and are going to have to default. And Grant did that video where he was uh, pretending that he broke. was a lawyer. That was the best. I'm going broke. Yeah. That was so funny. And then circled back around and just got everybody. That that blew up and people were making posts and talking about how he's going to go under. That Those are the haters. Well for them. It was, it was, it was hilarious. Uh, I watched Jake Paul, Logan Paul. These guys are doing the same thing, right? massive audiences and then pivoting into whatever the hell they want. And whenever I, when I saw that happening and I saw what was going on with, with Jake Paul and um, the amount of crap that people were talking, I was looking at it and I'm thinking, you guys don't understand what's actually happening right now. Um, what these kids are doing uh, by using their following uh, and how they're blowing themselves up. Logan's now going to be in WrestleMania apparently. And uh, you know, he's got a, he's got a drink brand and, uh, Jake's taking over boxing and fighting whoever he wants and making millions and millions of dollars. And they are, they are both doing 10 times more than you think they are. Mm, yeah. They make so much money. It's unbelievable. Yeah. All from a brand. Now we think, Oh, he's got t-shirt and he's got this dude. You, you, you get to the bottom of what they actually got. They've got equity in all kinds of companies. They've got deal flow coming left and right. They've got endorsement dollars. They've got, you know, affiliate deals. They've got freaking appearance fees. They've got speaking fees. They've got so much income sources. It's unbelievable. When you're making your content and you're thinking about this process, right? Because when we're making content, we're not just saying the same things necessarily over and over again. We're looking for what's working and what's not. Are you only thinking about answering the questions in relation to the products uh, or are you going broad and what how product? broad are you going? What do you mean? What products? What are you talking like, about? Like, like, let's say I'm a, uh, a lot of people when they're thinking about making content, they're thinking, oh, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm selling a course. So I'm just going to talk about everything to do with that course and that industry and, and be very specific because I've got stuff to sell. Whereas the most successful That's... people, and I, I know you do this, I see you do it, right? It's talk, talking a lot more broadly and attracting audiences in that some of them may have interest, but they're focusing on the brand building, the eyeballs. Well, yeah. Like, again, that's what confused me because I don't really talk about things related to products. I just no. give opinions, thoughts, and, and life lessons that I've experienced. And I tell stories and I freaking 
give my opinions and I answer questions. And what I'm doing is literally trying to give out information that will allow other people to avoid heartbreak, challenge, mistakes, et cetera. Like my whole mission in life is to get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it, because that's why people are failing. They're failing because they don't know how not to. Well, dude, there's people out there that know how not to fail. They know how to win. And all we have to do is emulate what they're doing. And you're 90% likely to emulate their results. That's the craziest thing. Like we, we need to uncomplicate success. It's not hard. It's not tough. It's very uncomplicated, actually. You know, go emulate what someone's doing. And I'll bet you you'll emulate their results too. But again, you better know what they're doing and you better emulate what they're doing, not do it your way, not, not, you know, reinvent the wheel, dude, what did they do? Go do that. And I'll bet you, you get those results nine times out of 10. That's what happens now. It's uncomplicated, but it's not necessarily easy. Why? Well, do we have mental blocks? We have mental challenges. We limit ourselves. There's all kinds of reasons, you know what I'm saying? But in reality, dude, building a business, isn't that, isn't that difficult. Making money isn't that difficult. You know, building a brand isn't that difficult. Everyone should be building their brand. Now, everyone has a brand. The question is, does anyone know about it? And is it any good? Well, when I'm making content, I'm not thinking about things to say. Most people think about what to say. They're putting an intention on creating content. And that, in my opinion, is where people go wrong. I educate people to be the content. You don't have to make time to make content if you are the content. See what I'm saying? Like, I don't make content. I am the content. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, just what, what's, uh, what, what Brad's up to? What's he thinking about? What's he That's all you about? see on social media, dude. You see me smoking cigars on my balcony during a break. I puff a cigar and people come out and ask me a list of questions that People that left posts or comments want to know. They want my opinion or perspective on things. So I'm answering their questions, but there's no script. It's just me answering some questions right now. You know, I've got a camera guy on me all at all times. This, I'm just doing your podcast, bro. This is me being me, right? Well, this might end up on social media. Why? Well, I don't know. I'm not the one that goes through it all and figures out, you know, what to slice up and drop out there. That's my team that does that. I just be me all day. So like I literally create content all day long because I am the content. Most people can't create content all day long because they're trying to think up what to do, what to say, what should I post? What do people need to hear to make them think I'm smart or my products are good? Like just be you bro and film it and then let somebody chop it up and put it out there. And then people see you being you, which by the way, I think is the key. There's a lot of noise out there because everybody's trying to pose in their finest outfit with some stupid ass quote next to their name. You know, I'll like they're brilliant. Well, dude, that's not even your quote, right? Number one, number two, you don't even have cufflinks on. Like if you're not wearing cufflinks, you're not properly dressed. You don't even have a pocket square. You're sitting there in a blazer trying to look freaking fancy and cool. And you don't even have that good a style. Well, who's the judge? Well, I'm the judge. Who are you trying to impress? You trying to impress yourself? You trying to impress me? You trying to impress girls? Like, why'd you post that picture? Didn't say a word. Doesn't say anything. It's you looking pensively out over the 
the yonder with some quote that's not even yours. Like what's the, what's that tell viewers? doesn't tell me anything. It tells me that you don't have anything to say. Otherwise I would have saw you saying some shit, right? So, so when I'm educating people to build a brand, I say, you have to have the source first and let the source be you. Like you be the content. All you got to do is capture it with a camera. It's not that difficult. Hire someone, have your brother, sister, kid, whatever, just capture what you're doing during the day. Like this is being recorded for your podcast, but is this, is this material going to be cut up and dropped out on your social media, James? Of course it is. Well, of course it is. That's because you're building a brand. You're already ahead of most people. But my point is, this is the source of your content. But when you turn this off and it's not being recorded, where do you go next? Are you talking to your kids? You talking to your wife? You talking to your employees? You talking to your customers? Who are you talking to? What are you saying? What are they saying? How come we can't see that? Are, Are you not doing anything? Or are you not saying anything? Or are you one of those bullshitters that simply get on the camera just to say some shit. And then when you get off the camera, you ain't doing anything related to what you were saying. You're just trying to sell courses. Or are you really out there being an expert, whether it's flipping houses, whether it's freaking, you know, realist, whatever your expertise is in, like, are you out there doing it? Cause if you're not doing it all day long, are you really an expert? Like, do you really know what you're doing? How by not doing it? You know, no, usually the experts, they're out there doing it. You use Grant Cardone, dude, he's out there buying real estate. He is an expert at real estate. He's not claiming to be one. He is one. He's out there doing it all the time. That's why he wants you to invest with him. Cause dude, you can make a bunch of mistakes. And if you watch him, you see him out there doing it. Right. So again, Grant did it. Gary V does a great job. He documents where he's going. He's giving you thoughts on the way to the airport. He's showing you conversations he has at live speaking events where someone asks a freaking, you know, interesting question or he gives an interesting response or, you know, a unique perspective that only Gary can give. Well, I think I'm quickly gaining an audience for the same reason, because it's like, you know, what the hell is Brad going to say about this? Well, to me, and I'm flattered by it, that just means that, you know, people like what I'm saying. They don't all, but, and then when I say, I wonder why they like what I'm saying. And I'll tell you why, because nine times out of 10, I'm saying shit. Other people wish they could say, but would never. And then the other 10% is I'm saying shit. That's going to save them time, find them money or get them some sort of love and attention. And, and, and like, again, dude, if you could go to an account that just gives nuggets all day, every day, that's mine. You know what I'm saying? If you follow me, you already know I'm telling the truth. A lot of people don't realize how much simpler and easier and lower energy it is to just be authentic and document, not create. Like we think that we have to be a certain thing. And that's, I would say my opinion is, you know, we, we think we're lacking in some way or we think we need to be somebody else and not 100%. ourselves. The irony is being yourself is the easiest thing to maintain. And uh, 100%, that's the dude. thing that, it, you know. Listen, 100%. Like the, the number one thing that stops everybody, most everybody, let's just say 99% of us, right? The one thing that stops us all is mindset. Like if I tell people, you want to be unstoppable, James, you want me to teach you right now, three easy steps, how to be absolutely unstoppable. It's not if it'll work. It is this will make you unstoppable. Are you ready to learn? It's three, it's three simple steps. 
I'm going to charge you $500 a step. Okay. So that's $1,500. I can teach you one step, two steps, or all three. How many would you prefer? Three. See, I just sold you a $1,500 video. If I had it on video, see how easy it is to make money, but I won't charge you a dime, son. I'm going to give you a comp and all your listeners complimentary $1,500 value right here. Number one, dude, you have to have the right mindset. Like do whatever you got to do to go develop the right mindset. Well, what's the right mindset? Abundance, optimism, possibility, confidence, enthusiasm. Like it's a mindset. It's a perspective. You can develop it. Anyone can, even if you're pessimistic, skeptical, and limited, you can change your mind right now. You don't think you can because your mindset, right? That's why you think this is all bullshit, but trust me, it's not bullshit. So all you have to do is figure out what books and what person or what thing you need to hear where for the light bulb to go. Wow. It is possible. Okay. I would recommend, you know, books like, uh, you know, think and grow rich, you know, uh, as a man thinketh, um, psycho cybernetics, the four agreements, um, any kind of psychology, human behavior mindset book would be a good start, but just dive in on the mindset, make sure that your mindset is unbelievably flawless. Sometimes it takes years, but guess what? You can do it. That's the whole point of abundance and possibility, but you can do it. That's the truth. So mindset, number one, number two, now you need the right skill sets. Okay. You can be enthusiastic and positive and end up nowhere because you don't have the skill sets. You don't have the right tools for the job. Well, you say what tools? Well, I'd say what job? I don't know. What are you trying to do? You trying to build a birdhouse? A butter knife ain't going to do it. You want a butter toast? You have the right tool for that. So, so what do you want to do in life? Most people don't know that answer. What do you really, truly want? Most people don't really, truly figure that out. So they never have that answer, which means they can never really get the right tools. Because if you told me this is the thing I want to do for the rest of my life, nine times out of 10, I or somebody could tell you exactly the tools you need, the skill sets to do that job. And then you go develop those skill sets. It's a learned thing. I can teach anybody sales, closing, and persuasion. I can teach anybody how to build a brand. I can teach anybody how to market. I can teach anybody how to freaking, you know, code. Like, dude, it's a skill set anybody can develop. And again, if you don't think that's possible, go back to step one, dude. Get the right mindset because it is possible. And all you have to do is learn it. Now, again, might take you six years, might take you six weeks. I don't know. I don't know what the skill set you need, but I do know that the skill set is required. Then step three, right? You need to form the right habits. You just need to form the right habits, get rid of the bad habits, form the good habits. People say, well, what habits? The good habits. Well, what are the good habits? See, again, you don't even know what good habits are. Like, where are we starting from? Zero? Like, dude, good habits would be like working out every day. Well, I don't need to look buff. I'm married. Dude, it ain't about looking buff. It's about freaking looking buff. It's about freaking feeling buff. It's about freaking health and longevity. It's about clearer mind, clearer clarity. Like, 
the better in shape you are, the better health you have, the, the more optimal you operate, the more badass you can be, the better you show up, the easier it is for people to judge you correctly because we're being judged. So you form the right habits, the habits, depending on what it is you're trying to do. For example, a habit to get into if you're in sales is follow up and prospecting. Most people don't prospect consistently and they don't follow up consistently or effectively. So prospecting and follow-up, that is a habit that you would want to form if you want to kick ass and be unstoppable in the sales industry or an entrepreneurial space, because guess what? You're going to sell somebody on something. So you might as well get that skill set under your belt. I need to be badass, influential, and persuasive. Okay, I need that skill set. Man, I'm going to need to get a lot of attention. Okay, then you need the skill set of marketing. Do you know what a damn funnel is? Do you know how to write copy? Do you know where to find the people that can write copy? Because again, maybe you're not the best copywriter, but dude, do you know that you need copy? Well, if you don't know that you're going to need copy to write a compelling offer, to set up a freaking web page or a landing page or a click funnel or a squeeze page or a freaking VSL, if you don't know this stuff, that's only because you haven't learned that stuff. That's a skill set. It's called marketing. Okay. So digital marketing, go learn it. You know, what do you, how do you talk to people once you get them on the phone? How do you communicate? That's called communication. That's a skill set. Okay. So the skill sets that I think everybody should acquire is number one, sales, influence, persuasion. Number two, marketing. Number three, communication, right? How to build and nurture relationships because relationships is the new currency. Every dollar you will ever derive in the rest of your life will be derived from a relationship of some kind. So if you know this to be true, how come you don't go and try intentionally to expand your relationships? How do you do that? Well, you don't know how to make a relationship. Like, listen, think what you're talking about. How complicated is it to build a relationship? James, how do you build a relationship? Where do you start? Start by communicating. You start by freaking introducing yourself. You start by reaching out to somebody, some group, you know, well, where do I go? Facebook groups, networking events, the movie theater, freaking grocery stores. Well, there's COVID. Okay. Zoom meetings, like quit making excuses. It's just different now. At the end of the day, you should be introducing yourself to 10 to 20 new people every single day, new people and start building new relationships. And I can promise you at the end of the year, if you have twice as many relationships as you had when you started you're going to make twice as much money as you freaking did when you started. Why? Because relationships is the source of money. They tell you money doesn't grow on trees, but they fail to tell you where it does. Well, it grows in other people's pockets. So if you want money, you got to start introducing yourself on a regular basis. You know why most people don't introduce themselves on a regular basis? Because they don't want to look stupid. They fear the judgment of others. They don't want to fail, which is crazy because failure is actually a part of the recipe. So you must be willing to fail in order to win. If you're afraid to fail so badly, you don't try. You're automatically failing. You guaranteed it. So you cannot be afraid of failure. You cannot worry about other people's opinion. You have to go in there you know, with some confidence and some enthusiasm and all the mindset stuff I'm talking about. The most important relationship you can form with anybody on this planet is the one you have with yourself. And that's where I tell most people to start. Start with the relationship with yourself. Who are you? Do you even know? Do you like yourself? What's the five best qualities of you? You know, are you reading every day? Are you becoming a better human being every day? Are you developing every day? And if the answer is no, not really. My my question would be, well, why not? Do you not deserve that? Do you not love yourself enough to you know, develop and grow and reach your potential? Do you not value yourself very much? 
And here's the crazy part, James. It might even be subconscious that you don't value yourself and you're not even aware of it. You develop an ego to make you think you value yourself, but you really don't value yourself. You actually uh, will never outperform your own self-image. So if somebody wants to make more than they're making now, they have to, number one, build a bigger self-image of themselves. Why are you worth more? You're not going to lie to yourself. You've been doing that for years. What makes you worth more? James, right now, if you knew how to make me $5 million, would you be worth more to me or less to me? More. Yeah, but you don't know how to make me $5 million. Well, guess what? Go learn the shit. And now you do know how to make me $5 million. And you call me up, you go, bro, I can take your business right now, make you an additional $5 million right here in New Zealand, but I want 50% of it. Guess what I'd say? When do we start, mate? So at the end of the day, well, that's that. That's not likely, Brad. You're, you're, this isn't real. Of, yeah, of course, it's real. The problem is you don't have the right mindset, you don't have the right skill sets, and you don't have the right habits. Because if you just form the right mindset and acquire the right skill set and freaking form the right habits consistently over time, you're unstoppable. Nothing can stop you if you put those three in place. Zero. You'll be unstoppable. What you've told me, I'm going to be really interested to know the, the answer to this next question. What's the most important thing that you've ever learned? I mean, the most important thing, I would have to debate that in my mind for a little while to come back with an answer. Um, just throwing out something clever. I would say the most important thing that I've ever learned is that there is much to learn. Like, in other words, learning that I don't know anything and that there's massive amounts to learn was probably the most important thing I ever learned because there's some people that are totally unaware that there's more to learn, son. Okay. And guess what? There's people out there that, that, that have the knowledge. And if you freaking seek the knowledge diligently, ethically, consistently, you're going to find the knowledge and then you'll possess the knowledge unless you don't think it's possible, then you automatically get shut down from day one. So at the end of the day, the most important thing I've ever learned is that there's a lot more to learn. I love that. I love that. It, it, uh, it pains me knowing how much that there is to learn that, that I will never learn because I can't live long enough. Um, and it, and having to, that to go out and pick. Not with that attitude, buddy. See, see, how do you know you won't live forever, dude? How do you know in four more years, man, they don't come up with some sort of freaking DNA altering shit, you know, that turns you into a freaking, you know, freezes you in time. And people are known now to live 200 years, 500 years, you know, this is true. you think that's not possible. Oh, it's possible, dude, with the cloning and the freaking DNA manipulation and all the shit that's going on nowadays. Holy moly, dude, this, the, the medical science advancements are unbelievable. They're, they literally say that there is a human being alive today that will live to 200 years old. I do think that they're, 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 growing, they're growing organs. They can grow a flawless human heart and transplant it. They've, they've successfully transplanted a head. Did the guy live? I can't remember if that there was a, I think it was a Russian guy, right? You got to Google it, Google yeah. it, bro. Yeah. All I'm saying is there's some crazy medical advancements out there, James. You might literally be 890 years old when you finally think back and you go, 
dude, I remember when I said, I can't live long enough. And in reality, I could, but I didn't do anything because I didn't believe it was possible. And I never thought I would be here. And then you would say, hopefully within 800 years, dude, you had limited mindset for a lot of your life. And then when you finally realized how to have an abundant mindset, well, then you'd never catch yourself making those claims. You know, the book everybody should read, including you, The Four Agreements. Have you read it? No, I wrote it down when you mentioned it. I hadn't heard of that one. Dude, go get The Four Agreements. Okay, one of them is be impeccable with your word. And that doesn't mean what a lot of people think it means. Be impeccable with your word. Because, dude, your words are magical and they cause And that's the thing people need to understand. They cause your words create, they create emotion. They create motion, your words, dude. That's why they say you spell a word because it's a, it's a spell. You you can cast a spell by speaking. That's why you spell words, dude. That's why you spell words. So the words that you use can be, very dangerous against yourself even. So the four agreements talks about being impeccable with your word means quit saying that shit about anyone else too. Cause when you spew hatred about someone else, you're still hearing it and you're still experiencing it and it's still harmful to you. So be impeccable with your word. They'll, they'll get into it in the book, but basically it, it tells you to stop having negative self-talk Stop talking negative about others. Stop talking about limiting things. Stop spewing black magic. Yeah, dog, I got you excited now. I wish that was my book. Shit, you'd be out to buy it in a heartbeat. By the way, I do have a book. It's called The Hard Way. Lessons I Learned the Hard Way. You can get it on Amazon, but it's basically, you know, all the lessons I've learned. Here it is right here. All the lessons I've learned the hard way. This is packed full of good stuff. See, again, this is what I mean. Like guys, if you want to change what you're getting, you got to change what you're doing in order to change what you're doing. You have to change what you believe. Cause the reason you do what you do is because you believe what you believe. So in order to change what you believe, you need new information. If only the same information comes in, you'll never change a belief because there's nothing new. You have to find the new information, which, which will cause you to think and change your neural pathways, even change. And then that causes your actions and decisions to change. And then that changes your results. So when people are like, dude, I want all this and all that, but I'm unwilling to change. Guys, you can't get something different unless you change. So you have to be willing to change. People don't like change. It's uncomfortable. It's scary. What's so scary about it? Why are you so worried to let go of what you don't want to try and reach for what you do? Well, what if I end up with nothing? That's a limited mindset. You're not going to end up with nothing. But what if I end up homeless? Well, dude, then go get a job. Like, dude, it's not, you quit assuming the worst. Like, what happens if you get what you're looking for? What happens if you accomplish what you tried? What happens if you win? Why do you always just have to think it's just going to lose? I had someone the other day say, Cause I was saying this on one of my posts. I'm like, dude, why are so many people afraid of letting go of what they don't want? And they admit, I don't want this shitty house. I don't want this shitty car. I don't want this shitty job, but yet you won't quit the shitty job. Well, that's because I need to pay bills in the shitty house that you don't want. 
Well, yeah, it's better than homeless. Okay, well, then appreciate the house and quit talking shit about it. Appreciate the fact that you got a fucking roof over your head. And that's one thing checked off. Like, quit being a fucking dick. Quit complaining about shit. You don't complain about shit and expect more of it. You complain about shit, you're going to get less of it. Okay, what you what you plant grows, James. If you plant shit, you get shit. You plant negative, you get negative. You plant corn, you get corn. You plant wheat, you get wheat. You plant freaking something in the ground, that's what comes up. You'd be an idiot to think if I plant corn, I'm waiting on wheat. Well, dude, if you wanted wheat, you should have planted wheat. Well, what do you want in life, guys? You want positive, you want hopeful, you want optimism, you want freaking love, you want freaking riches, you want freaking, you know, enjoyment, you want joy. Plant that shit. That's what comes up. Oh, that's bullshit. No, no, no. You need to go back to step one on how to be unstoppable. Get your mindset right, son. And then after you get your mindset right, okay, then get the skill sets. Okay, you get the skill sets you need. Then you go form the right habits. You got the right mindset. You got the right skill sets and you got the right habits. Dude, you're unstoppable, bro. You're going to blow past everybody. This is... uh Best interview you ever did? Yeah, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, let's just go. <laughs> I'll this say it good. for you. This is I'll good. say it for you. Sorry for the rest of your guests. I've written down the the mindset, skill set, habits. It's really kind of it brings thoughts into into better organization, right? Like you know when you can you think you know and then you do and then you realize that you don't know as much as you think you know. And that yeah, you literally that talk about with, this. this. Yeah, is, but that comes with like age and experience, right? Mm. It's, it's, it's made it succinct. I love it. Look, I, I really appreciate uh, you coming on the show. I'm, uh, I'm conscious of your time. Where can our audience connect with you online? Just Google me, Brad Lee, L-E-A. Uh, I got a website, Instagram, you know, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, everywhere. You know, where it depends on the platform you prefer. You can find me at all of them. The real Brad Lee, L-E-A. Thank you so much, uh, my friend. And uh, I'm going to go and looking to to live in forever uh dude i appreciate you having me hey and listen for all the people listening right now they're like i don't know if i like that guy he was really arrogant here's my challenge okay don't worry about what you thought of how i delivered what i said just go try and disprove it all for me so just disprove it all go through all the things i said to do regardless of how i delivered it or came across and whether you like me or not just go disprove what i said and come on back and reach out to me and i'd love to change my tune because i'm always seeking new information so i hope you bring me some but if not i'll bet you anything you go out and try to disprove me and you'll end up freaking in a better place and that's all i can hope for love it you take care brother all right man peace thanks james Thank you for listening to today's episode. Everything shared will be in the description of the episode so you can go and grab that. Now, if you enjoyed the show and you want to listen to more, please subscribe because every week we're releasing new episodes with inspiring people, successful people, so you can level up your game. So subscribe and also leave us a review. We'd love to hear feedback about the show and your thoughts and opinions there as well. Now, if you want to have more success, whether it's in your life, whether it's in your business, we run live trainings every single week where you can get access to me to coach you through everything from health, wealth, success, business. We're doing topics on all things that you need to live a better, more inspired and successful life. Live trainings every single week. Just visit jamesnielsenwatt.com forward slash live and you can get access to that now. There's also a ton of resources that you get for just listening to the show. All of that will be in the description. 
So if you are watching this on YouTube, check the description. If you're listening to this episode, check the description. We've got a load of resources there for you to have more success in your life, whether it's relationships, investing, or in business. I'll see you on the next episode. And as always, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends because there's somebody else that needs to be hearing this and maybe you're their opportunity to help them level up their game.